Today, I'll relate some of my thoughts with RV build quality based on my experience with the RVs I've owned. My first RV, a 2016 RPOD 171, had a piece of wood used under the dinette that was basically a rejected piece of lumber. It was marred, split, and very rough. Think of a bad piece of wood that you would never use anywhere near a project you have. This should have been my first clue of the build quality of RVs in general. The real question I want to get into, however, is the why of this. Why would someone use an inferior piece of wood in my trailer? There's a simple reason to understand why RV build quality is in general fair at best. Did you know that many RVs are built on the basis of piecework labor? Actually a combination of base salary and piecework. This means that those constructing your RV likely are not salaried or even hourly workers, but are paid by the number of pieces they make. Now pieces can be defined in different ways, but generally it means that a worker gets paid more than more of whatever items they create. To be fair, this practice varies by manufacturer and model, and so we can't say it's categorically true. Generally, however, it is a practice in the RV industry. RV manufacturers have to make trade-offs on costs to keep prices competitive. So let's think about my 2016 RPOD 171. It was relatively inexpensive to buy at just under $14,000. This is for a complete rolling house with amenities. But wait, John, $14,000 is a lot of money. And it is when we're talking about a trip to Disney World. But for a new travel trailer of 18 plus feet with all amenities, even in 2016, it was relatively inexpensive. So how in the world do you make a sub $14,000 rolling house with all amenities and make money doing so? Well, since your price can't be any number you want it to be, you have to cut costs in production and in warranty claims. A few of the main costs for an RV manufacturer would be raw materials, labor, and warranty claims. So if you can't easily raise prices and want to own the market for small and well-equipped RVs, you have to cut costs somewhere likely on all three of the above areas. As far as raw materials, we're talking fiberglass, wood, plastic, glass, tires, glues and caulks, etc. The cost of these raw materials are sometimes out of the manufacturer's control. As we've seen lately, prices on all RVs go up when raw material prices go up. As a manufacturer, you can, however, control the amount or quality of the raw materials per unit by using inferior quality raw materials or use less of a raw material. So think of thinner supports on your floors or walls. So it isn't too hard to see how a crappy piece of board was used in my first RV. Next up, labor. This is where piecework comes in. Generally, piecework rewards experience, since those who get good at repetitive tasks generally get faster at the task. Piecework pay isn't a bad thing necessarily, and by it some folks can make a lot of money for their time as they get experienced. If, for example, I pay my workers hourly at $12 an hour, but a worker is very skilled and could make the equivalent of $18 an hour with piecework, or on the other hand work less each week to make the same amount of money, why wouldn't they want to? So no problem with piecework, right? Well, not so quickly here to draw that conclusion. The key is experience. Piecework rewards speed, but workers vary in construction experience. So let's say that the team building your RV is a mix of newbies, some folks with moderate experience, and some with extensive experience. They're all paid by the piece or units produced. If we're in a boom time and have to hire and train people, 
Likely quality will slip some as speed is most important to the company during a boom and is also the primary incentive to the most skilled workers. If this is true, then the worst time to have an RV built is during an economic boom as production lines can't hire people fast enough. 2017 was the highest year for RV sales ever with over 500,000 units produced. And guess what? I own a 2017 RPOD 179. So do I have empirical evidence of this relationship between boom times and lower quality? For me, the answer is yes. Feel free to watch my video about my 20 issues on my RPOD in just two years. If this is correct, then some of the best quality units would be from the time immediately after the worst of the pandemic, say May 2020 when production restarted, and into 2021 when there have been serious part shortages. Why? Because production has to slow even if demand is high. So guess who gets to keep working when production slows? You guessed it, likely your more experienced, longer-term workers now having to work more slowly. These are the folks you really want working to build your RV. This pretty much covers why quality on lower cost RVs suffers so much, especially during boom times. Costs are cut with cheaper or lesser grade or lesser quantity of raw materials combined with inexperienced labor. I didn't go into a third main area of cost for the manufacturers, which is warranty claims. These three costs really triangulate, meaning if you go poor on quality, you increase warranty expenses and vice versa. Manufacturers have to play the game of walking this tightrope and still make money. If you want to learn more about RV warranties, I have an entire video on my YouTube channel on the subject that gets into my dealing with warranty work. So hopefully this lends some insight as to why some travel trailers have quality issues and what some factors may be that cause this. Okay. That'll do it for today's episode. Remember you can find more great information on living life remotely on johnmarucci.com. As always, we appreciate your support of this show and the channel by starting your shopping from our Amazon storefront. Just go to johnmarucci.com and click the Amazon store link. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. This is John Marucci and so long for now.